0: I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. Good morning and good afternoon, guys. Dr. Jerika is my guest today. You guys, we're both in the process of moving. I am in my new office with like no furniture in it. So I know it's like echoing here, but that's okay. And Jerika is in the middle of a move herself. So we're making this happen because Jerika is, she is just an amazing human being that I actually networked with and met on LinkedIn, oddly enough and is a fellow pharmacist. And we became fast friends and supporting each other in the arena of entrepreneurship, and doing our own damn thing. Right. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we also have in common is that we came from big pharma, and we're in the medical science liaison arena, right? And maybe even the same company at some point, right? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. I love this, and so I'm really excited for my network to just hear your, Dr. Jerika, your burnout to all out story, and we're going to get into it. But first and foremost, because we're both flying by the seat of our pants, I want to, I what want that's what entrepreneurship is about you that's right. Pants you sometimes. just go right. <laughs> you just go. So here we go. I, I've got her bio. I want to really just formally give you guys the understanding of what an amazing human being in the background, Dr. Jerika has. So she's got a doctor of pharmacy from Florida Agriculture Mechanical University. She's got a master's in science and pharmacy administration at Ohio State. My friend Sadie's going, woo woo because she did the same thing with you, I think a little bit later. She's completed her pharmacy practice in a minute. Okay, we said that, but she's also been a pharmacist for 22 years. And she transitioned into full-time entrepreneurship after a 17-year career in the pharmaceutical industry. Guys, are you hearing this? A 17-year career of the golden handcuffs, right? And she was in multiple roles in medical affairs, which is the same space we both came from. She's also managed managed a hospital pharmacy. She has experience in retail pharmacy. Her recent educational pursuits have been the completion of her nutrition health coaching certificate from the Institutes of um, Integrative Nutrition. And currently she's enrolled in the Institute of Functional Medicine and aiming to introduce functional medicine perspective, the Practice Member Patients of Your Pharmacy Advocate, LLC, where she's the founder and the CEO. I'm so fascinated at your business. It's so incredible what you do. And she's, guys, she's a speaker worldwide. She's all over the place. She's spoken in, on stages across the country. She travels worldwide. I know that for sure. And that's one of the things we love about entrepreneurship, right? Because you're able to travel the world and work remotely and just and do your thing. She also has an incredible, incredible magazine you guys need to go check out. It's the pharmacist magazine, and she highlights women in entrepreneurship in pharmacy. And I actually, one of my beloved friends was in it, I think, this most recent episode. I've been in it earlier this year, or I think Christine Mnuchin is maybe in the process. Christine is in the fall 2020 issue. I don't have it yet, but it's coming. Yay. So, guys, so many incredible things about Dr. Jerika, if you hear her background, it's so colorful and you've you've had you've had your hands on a lot of different things and now you're running your own biz. So welcome, first of all, to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I have to say, as I was thinking when you said, you know,
1: how we met, I actually saw you on LinkedIn and at that time I had a coaching client that was a member or work isogenics. Yeah. yeah. And so when I saw you, I was like, Oh, I need to introduce them. Uh-huh. And I don't know that that ever materialized, but what I do know is that I met you and you have to be like one of my, I know we don't talk often cause we're running at high speeds, but when we do like, you're one of those friends that even if I don't talk to I don't have to talk to you every day. I know I can shoot a text, a voice text. That's your method. (laughs) And I know that like, it doesn't matter where we pick up. If I need something, if I question about something. And so I really do appreciate that because I know that, you know, that wasn't when I met you again, it was to introduce you to somebody else, but it's been one of the most rewarding friendships that I've made in business.
0: And so I've, I greatly appreciate that. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, my gosh. And I just love and adore you. And isn't it fun? The power of connecting right? Mm -hmm. Like I remember you and I booked a discovery call just to get to know each other and just unpack what we were both doing and became Mm -hmm. quick champions of each other. And oh my gosh, I just, that's so much fun. And I, I adore you. I enjoy every conversation we have. And I know you are changing lives for people left and right patients and pharmacists. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy times. It's crazy Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. I want to take us back. This podcast is really about highlighting and featuring People who've come from a nine to five and they have stepped through fear, believed in themselves and pulled up their own chair, right? And bet on themselves and move forward. And you have done exactly that. You've gone from burnout to, you know, fully believing in yourself to now coaching others to believe in themselves. And it's incredible. So can you take us back to the Jerica prior, take us back to corporate life when this was just an idea in your head? Well, you know, I had always had an
1: idea that at some point I would become a consultant, but that was kind of like this ambiguous, nebulous thing that was abstract and was out there. And I remember, you know, some of the first contracts I signed to hire someone to help me kind of figure that out because all I knew how to do was be a pharmacist and work in corporate America. And then, my health actually made me play my hand. You know, I was sitting there like with, with my hand and, and as a deck of cards or as a hand of cards, but I was holding them close to the vest and I was just waiting. I was holding them. But my health, uh four years ago, I had brain surgery. And many times when I say that, I pause to give people a chance to go. Because yeah, i had forgotten that. Mm-hmm. So it's been four years ago, I had brain surgery and That was probably the first time in my life that my health had been right before my eyes, and I had to make a decision. And what I didn't realize at the time that I was sitting there talking to the neurosurgeon, I thought I was talking about what my options were. And he said to me, you don't. Yeah, I thought I was talking about my options. He said, basically, you don't have options, you know. And I was like, no, no, let's have an educated conversation about my options. Like I have the option not to do this, and he was like, no, you'll be paralyzed. And then I thought, well, I have the option to delay it. And he was like, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea either, because you've gone a long time, and you know you really need to do this. But it was amazing because. All of that was in the backdrop of a career in the pharmaceutical industry. And I had a wonderful career and I loved working in the industry, do the job. But it was what I didn't realize was how much I didn't prioritize me. Mm. I dealt with quite a lot of racist incidents in the pharmaceutical industry. And I always pause when I say that to say this is not to say that any company, whatever is bad. I I mean, racism, I think, is bad in itself. It's all over our, our world. However, what I didn't realize was that I didn't have to put up with it. So I didn't understand the value that I had. I knew that I was intelligent, but I don't think I, you know, like I second guessed myself a lot. And I just thought that this was the way it was. And this was just how it had to be. And I did not prioritize me. And so I was crushing goals and that was great, but those weren't, that wasn't really what made me happy. And so mm-hmm. when I got to the point of having, you know, brain surgery and having to really make that decision to lay everything else down mm-hmm. and go lay on the table and let them cut the back of my head open, like that'll make you think. Yeah. <laughs> real. Wow. So then my health came back around two years later and it was something else. I was falling asleep while I was driving. And so it was like, I believe. Now, I believe that was God's way of saying, you've got to stop because Mm. I was just on the move. I was just moving and shaking and going and doing and flying and working. And that was wonderful. But I was getting lost in all of that.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. So you hit on so many things here. And first and foremost, I agree 100%. It's a God thing, right? Like I had this conversation with people. Gosh, it seems like more frequent than not in 2020 yeah. that the the worst of times you can look back and realize it was such a pivotal mm-hmm. moment yeah. that sometimes God has you just drop to your knees. You, sometimes you have to fall literally to know where you stand, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I truly believe everything happens on purpose. And I, I think you and I have that same belief. And I can only imagine being African American and female in a corporate driven role. I mean, I just as a female in a leadership role with small children had tremendous discrimination. And I can't imagine layering on to that, right?
1: You can imagine how your health kind of gets pushed to the side because you can't be that person who needs more. You can't, like, I remember in one of my roles, I remember the director. Questioning if I had actually gone on a, a trip for work or if I had been in town and and taken that time to go to the doctor, and I was wow. like, Well, you know you got a car in my garage and you got a ten thousand dollar credit card in my wallet, and if that's your question about me, then you might want to rethink the decision that you made to ask me to work here right because if you tr- like you either trust me or you don't. And but the fact that and I said, well, and by gosh, I, I worked with a, a commercial colleague because I was in the managed markets piece. So you could ask him because I worked with him that day and you got a flight receipt. You got all kinds of receipts from right. my expense. like. But really. And so can you imagine like and this was in the journey of realizing that eventually I had to have brain surgery. This was when I didn't know what was going on. So can you imagine having to kind of feel like you got to keep it under wraps, yeah. keep it open, like, real quiet because yeah. you can't make any waves. I want to be way. a squeaky wheel. And they're already run. scrutinizing. Did you do what you said you do?
0: did anyway? Yes. That was bananas. Oh my gosh. Have you heard of the book Patriarchy Stress Disorder? It's, no. it's fresh off the press. I right. actually interviewed her in my podcast a couple of okay. weeks ago. Okay. You, I think you would love the book. Everything you're talking about, about putting your health aside just to show up. And this, it really focuses on women, high performers, doesn't really get into race, but that's like a whole nother layer of centuries and centuries of of oppression and what that does like psychologically to you and and to show up in a bigger and better way and overcompensate and then blow your adrenals out because you don't want to be, you don't want to not show up, Right.
1: Well, okay. and, and, and what was ironic about that? And you know, I've never like you know people interview me. I've done lots of interviews, but I've never so this is fr- I've never spoken about this before. Oh, really? Right
0: like you I don't. Know, me, man, I just like I'm gonna I, I'm gonna unpack all of it. <laughs> you bring the best
1: out. But this was a woman, so I had two women in direct leadership over me who are questioning this and you're like and and they themselves had health challenges Mm -hmm. so you would think that if nothing else but i believe that sometimes women in the workplace have you know drank the kool-aid and so literally they were like pressing going no but did you really make that trip yeah i made the trip look at the receipt like and so it's surprising that these were
0: women who were not very compassionate if you will. Right. Oh my gosh. They were not on your side. Well, so that brings us to kind of the next step, the next phase, right? So, so your health was, your health was put aside long enough that you had a reality check. So well, I was, yeah,
1: I was falling asleep while I was driving. So I had to like make a decision pretty quickly because I realized that either I was going to kill myself or I was going to kill somebody else or both.
0: Yeah. Yeah tell us how you manifested. How did you think into the business you're in now? Like, And what gave you the confidence to take the leap, right? So talk to us about that evolution. I'll tell you, Melissa, if you, I hope you
1: never have, have any type of brain surgery. <laughs> but if you do, you will start to, I measure things, oddly enough, against that. And I go, well, it's not brain surgery. Sure, I can do that. Like, yeah, so that's why I don't care about like being embarrassed. I don't care about like what people think about me on social media, because you know what? It's not as bad as brain surgery. That really hurt. (laughs) So
0: when I think, I mean, literally, I literally will say it's not as bad as brain surgery. Oh my gosh! So it's funny you would appreciate this conversation. Then yesterday, and then I'll let you move on. But my social media manager is off on vacation for the next two weeks, and she was delegating something to one of the VAs. And when mm-hmm. she couldn't get her LinkedIn, she couldn't get my LinkedIn passcode yesterday to post some things on social media. Mm-hmm. God bless you if you're listening, Amanda. She was freaking out like the freak mm-hmm. out emoji face. I can't get it in. Oh my god, this is such a big deal. And my response to her was nobody's nobody died. It's social media. It's a post, and my perspective coming from pharmacy is like there are practices where people die when you make mistakes. Like this, what we do, it's fun. Like nobody's gonna die if you make a mistake, right? So, but I do not have the perspective of brain surgery. And (laughs) I'm glad you don't want that. So sorry. Okay, so go ahead. So literally when I, like I said, I tossed around
1: the idea of consulting, but it was never like, this was kind of like, I've got to do or die because I, I, am going to die if I don't do something. Wow. Wow. So I Literally. And you know, I had this, you're good. You can, I've never talked about some of this stuff before I was at, I was, I was at a retreat, a, a woman's retreat and me and some of the other professional ladies were sitting around and we were talking and we were talking about our dating life. Mm. And I remember thinking about, you know, some dates that I'd had and I said, well, they don't commit. They they didn't make me a priority. They didn't commit to me. And then it was like I was having this conversation by myself. It's like everybody else in the room became like not there to me. And I was like, I don't prioritize myself. No wonder nobody else is In in the job. In my personal life, no well, no wonder, because I don't prioritize me. Wow. And if I don't prioritize me, then I'm teaching you how to treat me. So I had that like epiphany moment. Yeah. And it wasn't long after that, that I made up my mind. I, I looked at my calendar because I said, I need to leave my job. Mm. And I looked at my calendar and I said, okay, this is the date because I knew if I didn't pick a date, it would not happen. And literally, of course, I think that everything that could have gone wrong, could have, like, it felt like somebody had pushed me into an oven and turned up the heat. Like, you want to (laughs) leave? Okay, we'll see. We'll cook you really well, we'll get you done. And then you want to leave. And and that's just what it felt like. No one, I hadn't even told anyone I was leaving yet. But Uh like, it's like the stress. But your mindset was there. Yeah, the stress seemed to like... Turn up 10 times, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, this is okay. This is just because I've made a decision to go a different way. Mm-hmm. I believe that this is the universe's way of saying, Do you really want to do it? Are you really going to do it? And so I just remember that every time fear would creep up, because you know, we're analytical and we think every time fear would creep up, I go, uh-uh, I already made a decision. So I had to literally. Talk to myself. And so, nope, we decided that we're not going to be afraid. I decided I'm not because it doesn't mean that fear won't come. It will. I, I mean, I have fear like anybody else, but I have to remind myself the decision that I made that I will not, I, I won't walk in fear. I won't uh, sit and and dwell in that. That's and right so... I didn't know what was before me, but what I, and I couldn't see to where I am now, like where I'm holding up a magazine to show you them, showing you the issue you were in. I, I'm, I couldn't see all of that then because that was the furthest thing from my mind. But what I did was I put one foot in front of the other and all I could see was my feet. Yes. But I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And before you know it, you're two years and four months later and you're interviewing with Melissa on her podcast <laughs> like literally that's that's how it that's how it happened <laughs> because I did not I could not see the if you'd asked me if I'd be selling and get, getting I would have been like no the, the house and I'm, no way I'm like what are you talking about yeah but one foot in front of the other and I just kept looking as far as I could see. I didn't worry about what I couldn't see. And I knew, I I tell this to people, that I knew that after what the experiences that I've had in my life, I knew that God didn't bring me as far as he brought me to leave me. Yes.
0: My gosh, such a good statement. That's like a mic drop right there, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't
1: know what was coming, but I knew that wasn't it. I mean, right. like brain surgery, like I, that that wasn't it. Look, I'm, I'm four years out. There's right. more. Yeah. And so I don't have to know what the more is going to be. I don't have to even be able to see two more years down the road, but there's more.
0: Yes. Okay. This is so juicy. Okay. So that putting that one foot in front of the other, right? What helped you and the thick of it? Like I'm guessing, did you start manifesting and trying to start build your business idea while working full time? Like a lot of people did, but it couldn't get very far because I was working. Right. But what allowed you to push through that hard and like make the time for it and put continue, like what kept you driving forward one foot after the other through the hard? I would say I...
1: Though I don't know that I would do it
0: this that way
1: if I had to do it all over again, I learned how to find people who could do what I needed to have done and I paid people to do things. Oh my gosh.
0: Talk about this all the time. <laughs> so true. So true. Are you guys hearing Dr. Jerica? Cause I tell this to my, my kind of newer network marketers who have started a business on the side of network marketing. And they're working full time and they're like, Mm -hmm. I don't have enough hours in the day. And I'm like, you weren't making all that money in network marketing to begin with. How can you reinvest some of that money and want things you don't need doing? You can use an hour to do the things that free up your space and allow you to get more work done in, in, in your zone of genius. So I love that you're bringing this up.
1: The other thing that I would say too is also because I said if I had to do it over again, I don't know that I would go straight to hiring people for the business. I would look to see what I could automate first. Yes. Oh, good point. Probably automate first and I would look for the people to be more of a support in my life and then start making decisions about what you can and cannot do. So, I I think it depends on you and your circumstance and your situation, but I stopped folding clothes. Like that is not a revenue revenue generating activity. Yes. Amen. If you come to my house and you see clothes that are not folded, you are welcome to help me. (laughs) But I decided that like, I needed to, I have like, I, I, would order like me- the meal kits where I could cook, and all the ingredients were there. So that took out the shopping piece. I looked yeah. at places that I could pay or delegate or ask for help, so that I could use my time to do what I was best at doing.
0: That's what I would suggest: is delegate. Yeah. yeah. You got me on the green chef too, because what I love about this, and, and I actually read something about this with Barack Obama that the, and I think all presidents, um, they don't pick out their outfits in the morning because it's one less choice. Like the less decisions you have to make that aren't specific to your business, the fresher mind you have for your business. And true. So like all of these women that are watching right now that, you know, perseverate and stress over meals and meal planning. That was me, man. I used to fly home on my like week that week of work for corporate with I had a paleo cookbook and I would be going through it on my flight on Thursday nights and at my lunch break on Fridays I would go grocery shop right and then on Saturdays I would be like prepping it's like you can delegate that out you can so
1: Uh, Steve Jobs was another one who he would wear like just the black shirt and the and the black jeans and every day. And I know we go, Oh my gosh, what about all my clothes? I should be, but it, the, the fewer decisions that you have to make the better. And I, I'll make a confession to you that I, I need to put my isogenics. That needs to be one of those fixed decisions oh, that yes. I don't think about. Like, what am I going to eat? I just go, Oh, right. a right. It's a right. and my only choice is chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry. Like, that's right. that's the only choice I need to have. So I I confess that, here, but I agree. H- asking people to help you, delegating. I mean, I didn't even realize that I, I don't have it because it wasn't available in my area. There are services that will come and fill your car up with gas every week or twice a week or however often you need it because you don't have to. You to, like take out the things that you don't need. You yeah. to.
0: listen. They'll even pick up dog poop out of your out of your backyard okay. for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love this. So tell us about what you're in the thick of right now, what you've grown and scaled and what you've manifested in two and a half short years. Has it been two and a half years? Mm -hmm. Tell us what you, you bet it on yourself. You put one foot in front of the other and here you are.
1: And you know, I, you know, I've got a couple of, of sayings that pharmacists are brilliant And they're brilliantly insecure. So anyone that's like holding back and not going for it, that's Mm -hmm. that insecurity part because you're already brilliant. I believe I'm biased, of course, but I believe all pharmacists are brilliant. And you know that I say that you would be amazed at what a woman pharmacist can create. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I sit and I create. So when you said, okay, well, what are you going to think of? Okay, all right, all right. So I'm currently teaching a diabetes course to patients or potential patients because I'm very, very passionate about patients understanding why they're diabetic, mm-hmm. understanding why they're pre-diabetic, and understanding that the medicine will not save you. It will not change anything for you. It will just keep putting a Band-Aid on the problem, but you got to get to the root. And I'm finding that many patients don't even understand what's going on with their diabetes. Mm-hmm. They have diabetes and they know the words insulin, they know the word sugar. And sugars So I don't know if you saw me about a month ago, I turned on the camera. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start teaching you because you need to hear what I've got to say. I love that. Let friends eat white flour. Oh, I love that. marketing. So I started teaching, I'm, I'm teaching a beta class right now to see, you know, can I help people if they understand better? And they all are like, well, what can we eat? And I'm like, that's not my decision. I'm educating you so that you can make a decision about what you eat. So yeah. that's one of the things that I'm in the thick of. The other thing that I'm in the process of doing is continuing to coach. I'm narrowing down The people that I coach or that I'm willing to coach because I'm looking for a special person because not everybody that's sick wants to get well. So I'm looking for the person that's like, no, no, I really want to get well. I really want to make something happen. I really want to because I am very passionate about helping women pharmacists, women healthcare practitioners in general get what it is that they want in to create in their lives. So still coaching. And then of course, you know, this is like one of my heartbeats is the magazine. And so we for 2021 are starting to oh we've already started selling subscriptions. So like now I've got to produce these magazines every every year. So yeah. we started selling the first subscriptions for 2021. I'm getting ready to you probably got some info from me in the last 24 hours. Getting ready to host the first Pharmacist Magazine virtual networking mixer. Oh, that's so, that's
0: brilliant. Mm -hmm. And so check your messenger. I got all kinds of things in there for you. Oh my gosh. Well, and I wanted to tell you, and for any of the pharmacists who are listening and who have gone into entrepreneurship, I will tell you that your magazine has generated tremendous leads for me. Dr. Jerica featured me early last year. I can't even remember when it was. It was this year, spring. Yeah. And it continues to bring leads. The people will come to me because they've seen my story. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if you guys are, if you're a pharmacist and you're watching, I know Louisa Wolowecki and mm-hmm. Christine I know. And and Lord knows, I have no idea in my larger network of different network marketing companies who's a, who's a pharmacist who's doing their own thing right now. But you guys should reach out because the magazine's incredible to tell your story and get to women who are entrepreneurial spirits. Maybe they're trapped in their nine to five, but they're inspired by her magazine. Yeah.
1: And we're getting ready to expand the magazine because the title of it is cele- is a pharmacist celebrating women in pharmacy. So we're getting ready to feature our first woman pharmacy technician. Oh, cool. Because it's not that I wanted all women in pharmacy to be represented. And then likely after that, we will feature our first woman pharmacy student or resident or or fellow, but someone who is training to become a pharmacist. So those are things in addition to the subscription that are coming available with the magazine and looking to have more women in pharmacy advertise in the magazine as well. So those are the things that I am in the middle of. And it's in addition to preparing to move.
0: Where are you moving to?
1: Well, that's the thing that I haven't decided yet. I have been in love with the West Coast since I went and lived in Portland last year. Right. So that is what's on my heart. But then I'm, I'm, I'm thinking some other places. So I'm really looking at what's in front of me, looking at my feet and going, okay. What do I take? You know, what do I need to deal with that's in front of me? But I'll definitely keep you posted on where I land.
0: Oh my gosh. And what I love about this, for those of you guys watching, is this is like the epitome of entrepreneurship and having an online business, right? Like being able to go and do and work anywhere that you want that you can literally like this is the dream. This is the this is the dream. This is why we want to be our own CEOs, because you can live where you want and do what you want. I wanted to circle back for a minute, because I actually just had this random thought, maybe we can talk about this offline. But your diabetes program, your diabetes, community and the stuff that you're doing right now, I just had this thought about like I do this whole live launch method. Have you heard of Kelly Roche? She teaches this whole live launch method to really grow a Facebook community and grow a core relationship with people and create value and information. So like anybody who watches this podcast right now, I'm doing a live launch to learn about LinkedIn in a private Facebook community that's free. They'll learn a little bit. I provide value. They get to know me and rapport. And then if they decide they want to join my academy, then they've gotten to know me enough that they feel like it's going to be a really great investment. Mm -hmm. And so my mind was like spinning. I'm like, you could do that with diabetes education on social media. You could totally do that. You could funnel in a ton of people who need that education. They spend time getting to know you. You provide ridiculous value. Mm-hmm. And then invite them into your, your your program, right? Anyway, we can talk about that offline. I'm like, yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want to unpack for a minute some of the coaching that you're doing right now. You mm-hmm. said you're being more selective with the ideal client. What is the overall output or purpose of your coaching with your ideal client?
1: Because, uh, Well, the overall output is one to get them moving from their feet, feeling like they're in cement mm-hmm. and going, I don't know how to Thriving, whatever that is, whatever that looks like for them. Many, you know, in pharmacy school, we've talked about it. They didn't teach us how to make money, they did not teach us how to market ourselves. Oh, that's, why that's why we're brilliantly insecure. Yes. We are used to being spoke. we are used to speaking when spoken to. right, right. ask you a question. You better have the right answer because it could kill somebody if you don't. But other than that, we don't want to hear from you. And so to go from that and how, you know, being programmed that way to saying, hey, I've got something important to say and you need to listen to me. Yes. Like that's a transition. And oftentimes uh, pharmacists, because of our analytical nature, we tend to look for. Tools, tips, tactics, strategies, and you can go and you can pay and you can get all that. And then you call me and go, but I just don't understand how come all this? Because how you do anything is how how you do everything. And you will sh- whatever show is showing up in your personal life will show up in your business. But you and you've ignored it in your personal life. You've tucked it under the rug. You've gotten around it. You've learned to compensate. But in business. It will stop you in your tracks, and you'll be like, "Yeah, I understand all the directions. Yeah, I got all the tools, tips, tactics, and strategies I need, but I just don't understand why I can't do it." Yes, and I—that's where I come in with the coaching. I have people come and say, "I bought this program and that program, and I—I I have all the how to or what to, if you will,
0: but business is about mastery of yourself." Oh my gosh, so true. We could talk about this for hours. Would you say that you're really getting into the mindset? Like you're yeah. more. Yeah. So, you know. I don't let my clients t- use tentative
1: language. So, when they say, well, I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm sort of, I'm like, oh no, we don't sort of, kind of do anything. Like that's because if that's the way you think about it, then those are the results that you'll get. They'll be kind of, sort of results. And.
0: Right. Oh, we just had this conversation. We did a LinkedIn audit last night with our students in the academy, and we had this conversation that if your confidence and your posture is not right with what you're promoting or presenting, it will come right on through on media. And if you're if you're not getting leads and you're not bringing in people to join you in your business, check your own posture and your own confidence and what you have to offer. You got to you got to get in between the ears first. So you are like speaking to a woman who last October was the first time. Ever. I had invested. I mean, I had I had invested in a life coach before mm-hmm. who was very helpful, but never at the level of investment I invested last year in a business coach. Mm-hmm. And like you, like when I first came to my business coach, Kayla Craft, give you a huge shout out. When I first invested in her, which felt like an arm and a leg, like I came to her for the solutions to grow this business. What I didn't realize was she was going to get in between my ears. Right That's next- where the solution is. I- <laughs> <laughs> so and
1: incredible it's It's amazing, and that's why I will always say that we're brilliant,
0: yeah,
1: we are brilliant, but what it is is we're afraid we've we've been in environments and we've been trained, we are family of origin, all kinds of things come with us that we've never had to face, mm-hmm. and then we act like I said, we don't want to face it, we just go no instead I'm going to build a business, I don't have to pay any attention to this, this, and this in my life. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You really do. You have to. It oh my gosh.
0: Matters. You are going to love the book, Patriarchy Stress Disorder. It is going to speak to you. I can't wait till you start reading it. I want to get a text from you. Like, oh my gosh. Yes. So
1: much. Yes. 36. That's it.
0: Dr. Mallory. I don't know. She's on Instagram. She's incredible. Okay. Yay. This has been so good. So kind of in closing, one of the things I love to ask my guest is for just some advice to. That budding entrepreneur who's maybe experiencing burnout, maybe their life is not at risk, but maybe they're looking in the mirror and they're seeing that they're, they've put their, they put themselves, like their health is at risk or sliding because they're just giving too much to their career. They know there's more on the other side. Maybe they've got one foot in, kind of like the example of the audit last night where someone like thinks they want it, but they're not fully owning it, right? Mm -hmm. What's your uh, biggest piece of advice you can give these people kind of tipping over the edge, totally burnout? wanting to bet on themselves, but are terrified to bet on themselves and make drastic change?
1: I really feel that if you sit down and you weigh the pros and the cons, and usually the cons are some nebulous things like, oh, failure, which that's not really quantified, if you will, it's just failure. It's it's in things that we can't, tangibly grab a hold to like what will people say if I fail what will my parents think what will what will things that you can't hold in your hand Mm -hmm. but if you write down the pro side of what will happen if you succeed, what, like you can talk about money. You can talk about freedom, which though you can't necessarily grasp it, you can surely feel it. If you, if you make a pros and cons list, I promise you your pros are going to outweigh your cons. And no matter whether you are afraid or not do it and be afraid anyway, because at least you'll know, because I would rather do something and be afraid And try then to live a life of regrets when I'm ninety nine and I'm rocking in my rocking chair going, gosh, I wonder what if I had ever made it. I wonder what that would have been like. I don't want any regrets. I want to be used up of all the gifts and the talents. So don't wait. Like we've seen if nothing else during this pandemic, life is precious.
0: Mm-hmm. like whatever
1: day let's say I don't remember the exact day that everything shut down in March but let's say it was the third Right mm-hmm. on, on the second you had big plans for the third but it all changed like that right you know what I mean I right. so my advice would be you're only if you keep living you're only going to get older you're going to you're only going to have regrets if you don't at least try and I believe that there's not one question that I have that anyone, there's nothing new under the sun. And I believe that there's not a question that I have that I can't find the answer either because I already know it. I know someone who knows it or they know someone who knows it. So I believe that there's nothing that I face that I can't get help. Even if I have to call and say, you know what, Melissa, I'm I'm afraid I can even call and, and get help with that. Yeah. So that's my advice. Like, life's precious. And again, remember whatever day the pandemic shut everything down the day before you
0: had big plans. So true. Oh my gosh, such a good interview. Thank you so much, Dr. Jerica, for your time today. Where can people find you if they want to come find you? And where can they get your magazine if they want to check that out? And get <laughs> the
1: magazine is at pharmacist, P-H-A-R-M-A-S-I-S, mag, M-A-G.com. You can go there. You can see the women that have been featured. You can see how to connect with them. You can order digital or soft uh, paper copies. You can subscribe. You can do all of that on the website. And the best way to connect with me, you'll be proud of this, is I hang out most of the time on LinkedIn because yes. that's where I meet the people that either... Become coaching clients, either become magazine involved with the magazine, either through an ad or a feature or where I just build my network. So I hang out on LinkedIn. I would not count it strange to receive
0: a message saying, Hey, I saw you on Dr. Melissa's podcast. I'd love to connect. Yay. Absolutely. That's my, that's my jam too. I love hanging out over on that platform. Obviously that's where we met, right? Guys, this is the power of networking on LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. Such a beautiful connection and relationship. Thank you so much for today. I'm sure some people are going to be reaching out to you. I know you've got moving to get to today. (laughs) So we'll wrap up, but thank you, Dr. Jerika. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the burnout to all out podcast for free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services. Go ahead over to live the free that's live the free Life.